Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And congratulations, guys. We've reached the point where we've pretty much worked our way around most of Long Island and that we get to revisit some of our old friends today. Yeah, we haven't hit everything, but um, you know, we can't always make it to the, the farther reaches, at least for for where we're located. Yeah. But um, Mod I talk th- is the end of the world. <laughs> it is the end of the world, and ferries are involved with Shelter Island. So. Right, right. Yeah, so we'll uh, we're gonna we're gonna loop around to our very first episode. Yep, we're coming right back to uh, to Great South Bay Brewing Company. No, I'm sorry, Port <laughs> Shepherd Company. I've looked at the wrong <laughs> bottle. I'm looking at the bottle on the table here, and I'm just completely misspoke so i apologize they're both worth going to but and we we are going to hit great south bay again yep so uh justin went back to port jeff brewing company which is all the way downtown in port jeff um and it's right across the street from the ferry so if you ever uh need to wait a little bit for the ferry head across the street grab some beers maybe stop next door get an awesome pork bun from slurp and you're gonna be just fine waiting for that ferry yeah, we hit, uh, of course, uh, hit Slurp after that, and I had it was my first time there, and I had heard a lot of uh, tall tales about how it was amazing. Did you get the pork bun? I did not get the pork bun, but out. yeah, we uh, what we had was life changingly good. Him and his wife were complaining about the the steam buns, honestly, and I was like, they were complaining about that. that yeah, was steam? like, well, no, no, not from Slurp, but in general, that we tend the, yeah, not to like them. Right? They were like, Ugh, the texture. I'm like. I was kind because yeah. your wife was there, but <laughs> seriously, I mean, ah, I, I don't even. Know. I'm, I'm looking at you in a slightly different light, light right now. Justin. Well, for me, I've only had a couple of steamed buns, and I'm none of them were from a, a reputable establishment. None of them were. I mean, I was setting myself up for failure, and I'm more than happy to try one. But to be fair, before we went in there, my wife decided that she wanted to try um, the barley wine from Port Jeff, which we're going to have a version of. Okay. And that was eight. That was uh, nine and a half percent. And I wanted the Russian Imperial Stout, so I got that. And that so you I guys were drinking the light beers. Eight and a half percent. And my wife just said she didn't like the barley wine, so I ended up essentially shotgunning the Russian Imperial Stout and the barley wine in under fifteen minutes. Well, that'll definitely uh, my put order, you over the edge. My ordering capability wasn't fantastic, and I just left my, let my wife order for me. Did, you didn't just point at the pictures on the menu? No. I actually sat at the table, and she went up and got it there for me. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of those. Yeah. Uh, what, um, now, last time we had the beers from here, I think we had the uh, the H3 Triple. We had uh, their beach beer. And the party, and the party boat. boat. And the party boat. So they were definitely lighter offerings. And uh, this time... We're on the other side of the spectrum. What you get for us this time? So, um, we you know obviously visiting towards the the end of the winter season. It's still pretty cold out, so these are all very appropriate. We have a, a porter, and we have their uh, apple brandy barrel aged Cold North Wind, which they have their Cold North Wind, which is a barley wine, and this is that barley wine now obviously put in an apple brandy barrel. Which for me, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I'm going to have something from an apple brandy barrel. And then just to finish off the uh, our polar opposite, not light version of Port Jeff Brewing, we have the Overboard Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. So so we're getting crunk, boys. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think I've even ever had apple brandy. So I haven't either, but I believe that uh, Kevin has. I did. I got a chance to try some apple brandy. Um, a couple weeks ago, there was the uh, Chocolate Expo here on Long Island, and it was out at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. Um, in Garden City, which is right near Mitchell Field, which was where um, Charles Lindbergh left from 
for his uh, transatlantic flight. I did not know that. Um, yep. And really? They, no. And they replaced it. It's one of the key things of Long Island history, and they replaced it with a giant shopping mall. So that's important. Um, and a community college. Yes. Nassau Community College is right there. And it was really cool going to this and trying all the different food. And it, was not, it wasn't just chocolate. It was food. It was drink. It was ice cream. There was everything. Thing, but it's in a museum. And the Cradle of Aviation Museum is really cool. And I want to go back there. It has um, two of the lunar landers that were made by Grumman, which is, which in the fifty from the fifties to the early nineties is no more. Was where it seemed like everybody on Long Island to worked. exist. That's right. Um, but that's kind of here nor there. Uh, but I tried the an apple brandy from a distiller in I think he's in like what not Westchester like Rockland County area near Docks Hard Cider up in that neck of the woods, uh, Warwick, New York, Warwick, New York, and. Man, it put me on my ass. <laughs> like I had like was probably a you know a one finger pour, and that stuff is stiff. I was expecting something more along the lines of the uh, the Applejack, like Mark was ma- Mark made in the past, and this was not that <laughs> at all. <laughs> so this was like the Blitzen of Blitzens. Uh, it was like the Blitzen of the brandy, and maybe <laughs> maybe just that's what brandy more brandy tastes like. But uh, I'm not want to drink brandy because apparently I can't handle it at all. <laughs> But uh, so the porter, but um, we'll get to that one in a little bit. The porter that we uh, we started off with, because that's the light beer of the group, is uh, what's the details on the porter, Justin? So our porter is six and a half percent, and it's a forty-three IBU. Anything uh, special about it? Is there something porter? Something something porter? Is it just a classic porter? It just says porter. Um, I believe this is one of their um, standard um, winter beers. So this is something I think that when you go in there in the winter, there's going to be on tap all the time. I'll be honest, I don't travel to Port Jeff a lot in the winter. I don't think a lot of, um, I mean, there were a lot of people there last night, but I imagine that this is the time of year you're going to get that. And when we did it last time, it made sense for them to not have this on tap. Yeah. Well, taking a, a whiff of it, it is nice roasty flavor, uh, nice roasty aroma right off the bat. Um, not overpowering, but definitely um, pleasant. Mark, I'm seeing you swirling some stuff around in there. Are, is there something that you're picking up? Well, I'm just staring at this persistent head, and I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be wheat in this beer to make this stick around as long as it has, because we poured these out a little while ago. And uh, I'm thinking there's got to be some wheat in here or something to boost the protein. Because there's also quite a considerable amount of lacing on my glass. I noticed the same thing. I had kind of tipped my glass and put it back, and I, I I set it on the table when we first started, and it it like doesn't even move. It the like adheres to the glass. Um, I'm also thinking that there's got to be at least a portion of roast barley in here between the flavor and the tanness of the the foam on the beer. Well, from the flavor text, it says it's medium-bodied, roasted malt, chocolate and coffee uh, overtones, and a subtle honey finish. I don't get the honey at all. Uh, the I'm only not picking up honey. Yeah, the the only thing I get in the finish is a little bit of acrid roastiness. Yeah, I, I agree. This is also a uh, the won the bronze medal in 2012, the silver medal in 2014 at the U.S. Open Beer Championships. Um, yeah, I can understand how it's a prize-winning beer. Um, I think it is a, you know, it's, it's a good example of style. Mm-hmm. Um, the acridness, I, I picked up the acridness that Mark mentioned before, but I don't think it's to the unpleasant level. Um, yeah, there might be some wheat in here because it has a little bit more, um, little more body to the, 
to the uh, to the beer than the porter that we had from uh, from a uh, Black Forest Brew House. Um, but I think it's really pleasant. It's it's really pleasing to me. I'm I'm enjoying it. It uh, the the definitely the the roasty finish is the part I enjoy the least, but it, it doesn't bother me that much. But the the uh, I think I think chocolate and coffee overtones are are right on. I, I wish I was getting more of the subtle honey finish because I think that really would round it out uh, perfectly. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm gonna start off the ratings here. For me, this is just a pint. The it's not uh, if it were a little bit smoother in the finish then I would enjoy this a lot more than I do. But because it the uh That's fair. It's so assertive in on the back end that I'm I'm not gonna want more than a pint. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with your statement of it being assertive on the back end there. I don't think it's really overpowering that acridness. It kinda just has that co- it has that, you know, that coffee that roast coffee flavor to me. And I think it's really good all around i I like that balance to it i think it is it's excellent and this is one that um it's not sitting heavy um as i finish each sip and i would go with a bomber on this i want to keep want to keep drinking these and i could see myself drinking more than that on some days but i think on a standard day it's going to be a bomber in these i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with the bomber i was sort of toying between a pint and a bomber and um I like it more than a pint, so I have to go. I have to go bomber. It, uh, I may not drink two in a row, but I think I might want to get two of them. Okay, I, I definitely understand the uh, the not two in a row either, but um, I can sit down and drink a couple of these. So the so now to the uh, to the second beer, the, the middle beer is going to be the uh, barley wine, right? And it's a aged three months in apple brandy barrels. And I think I mentioned this before to Justin when he pulled out this bottle that they have a really nice clipper ship as one of their logos on their bottles. And they did it kind of cool. It has this um, kind of purpley tinge to it. Yeah. Looking almost like um, that the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded, of, and this is going to sh- show my geekiness here, that the uh, the Lich King from uh, World from Warcraft. Has kind of taken over the <laughs> oh, has taken yeah. over the has taken over the thing, and everything is kind of in a purpley hue. But it's really cool looking. It's you know cold north wind barley wine. Um, is this this one only is available in uh the bombers that they have? Yeah, this is a bomber only. Um, uh, it's not not on tap. But the uh, this is like I said, the barrel aged version of their cold north wind. And um, just to give you the flavor text for the cold north wind, it's a sweet multi character up front and finishes with just enough hops to create a perfect balance. Now, when we picked up uh, these, I, you know, we sampled. As I mentioned, my my wife uh, wanted to try this, which I was happy because we could uh, compare um, to this. And when I had it, I really enjoyed the the base, the cold north wind by itself. Right. I think that their flavor text was pretty much right on. Um, I did not get a, a, you know a crazy level of hop, really good balance in it, and um, it actually was. An enjoyable barley wine, which I think that we would mention that the first really enjoyable one any of us had ever had was 42 um, in that crazy year-end special we did. Right. Yeah, that the 42 was was awesome, and it was almost to that, uh, you know, barley wine I'm kind of realizing is that you don't drink it like beer. You don't drink it in pints level. Like, you kind of no, just... it's called barley wine for a reason. Yeah, you got you got to have it in smaller volumes, and 
So when Mark was pouring out the sample, I kind of gave him the thumbs up a little early. I'm like, no, 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 you don't have to go nuts with this here. Yeah, this is coming in at nine and a half percent. The um, it's definitely a, a, on the stronger end. It, it pours out, and it's um, I would say it's it's pretty dark amber color. Um, pretty decent head on it, and um, pretty well carbonated, especially for for what I think I've seen before in barley wines. It's got a like on the nose. I definitely I get the alcohol. And I get a hint of sweetness. Yeah, I get like a honey. Yeah, kinda. that I that I assume is from the the barrel. Kind of get a little bit of apple scent to it. it to me, that smells almost uh, you know appley in there. And I'm try. I don't know if I'm just putting that thought in my head because of the label, but the um, it's kind of like a sweet apple thing. They're going on. What do you got? It, you know, mm. when I smell it, I haven't tasted it yet. This is way more rum. What I would consider alcohol forward, it makes sense. Obviously, it was in a brandy barrel. I'm going to imagine these are probably in like first use brandy barrels with the amount of um, brandy flavor that I'm getting from it. Yeah, I definitely get a strong uh, high alcohol like warming. Yeah, this isn't. Um, I would consider the Cold North Standard Cold, Cold North Wind, um, for lack of a better word, a pleasant drinking beer. No okay. heart, no harshness to it at all. This one has the harshness. I think it's supposed to. I think it makes perfect sense. This is 100% a sipping beer. Not just because of the 9.5% situation, but because if you drink this quickly, it's going to just shatter your palate. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm getting that that the um, the alcohol forwardness that you guys mentioned, but at the same time, I was kind of expecting it to be a little harsher and... It's remarkably smooth on the finish. I, the alcohol, oh, is it forward, definitely is. Yeah, but the finish is really smooth. It mm. is super smooth. I'm, you know, and I wasn't trying to say that that was a negative thing, but it's uh, more just to point out that, like, okay, you can definitely tell that this was aged in a spirit barrel. Yeah, the I I was uh, part of me wanted to pick up the cold uh, bomber of the not bomber, but a uh, growler of the cold north wind by itself. Just I don't so think we could do a side whole by side. Of it, but well, that the was whole growler thing. That like, was that was one, and the second part was I didn't want to basically have two versions of two bar, you know, the same two yeah. styles, you know, on one episode. But I'm surprised at the level of the diff- the difference between the two, and especially with the only difference between the, being the barrel. I mean, we always wonder like how what what's the barrel character? How much does the barrel make a difference? All of those things. Yeah. And this is night and day. If you drank them side by side, you wouldn't even really know. Well, what I'm saying is that um, I did not get a chance to. Um, I hadn't tried it before. Mark, you mentioned the uh, the alcohol forwardness and just in general, barley wines, the ones that I've had have been a little harsher. So I was expecting some. I just wasn't expecting a, as smooth a flavor to finish as I got here, and. It has the apple quality in there is is present, I think, and it's a very and it's very smooth. And I really I think this is really nicely done. And I wanna this could be that one where you're just uh, sitting around by the fire and having a little drink and uh, hanging out. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely. I mean, I'm gonna say this is a pint for me, but again, I'm going to savor that pint over the course of however long it takes me to finish it. Yeah, it, it would be a long it would be a long pint to drink. <laughs> yeah, I mean it and that's not to say that it's bad by any means. Uh you know, it's incredibly smooth on the back end. It's got a pleasant barrel character, a hint of sweetness and you you know, all around good, but 
from the strength and from you know the fact that it's a barley wine, I'm going to stick with the pint. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can responsibly say more than a pint. Um, my, I want to say bomber, but if I drank a bomber of this over the course of even two hours, I, I it would not be a good situation. It, it's incredibly tasty and it has a lot of character. A lot of character. Can I get you to drink a bomber of it and then, then watch you try to attempt to put ramen in your face? Because that would be pretty fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. You if, know, you're, if you're buying the ramen, I'm flying. We're in. That's only going to result in burns to the face. Like, you realize that, right? Like, you're going to you're gonna come out looking like Deadpool wait, without the mask wait, on. Wait, key you know question. That. Key question. You spring in for extra egg? Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll add an egg for you. All right. Extra egg, I'm I, definitely I can in. Do that. The burns are worth the extra egg. No, listen, I, I've had really bad burns. It's not worth it. It's not worth that. Um, <laughs> so do I. It's every time I pick up anything out of the microwave with my hands. Exactly. But uh, your hangina's aside, I think that for me, again, the vol- to, to put the volume of a bomber on this is, is just way too much. Um, but I'm, I want to say it would be a three out of five or a four out of five right. value. Um, but for the amount of quantity... For the quantity that I'm going to drink, it would be a pint, and I would, you know, it'd probably be that last pint of while I'm hanging out towards the end of the night, where I'm not rushing to finish it and get to the next one. So, yeah, it's actually that's an interesting thought. Is um, you know, we, whenever we're doing the episodes, we always kind of come up, try to come up with a proper order to drink things in. Like we started with the, you know, our chocolate, not, not chocolate, sorry, our porter, because it's like kind of the lightest bodied and, and least assertive one we're drinking in this episode even though it's still in the grand scheme of things fairly assertive we, then we went on to our barley wine now we're going to finish with a russian imperial stout but when you're oh uh, you just killed my segue i was going to say speaking of russian <laughs> hey. i was going to uh um you know when you're going out drinking you have to you definitely have to kind of pay attention to the order you drink things in because you can definitely you know potentially not ruin your whole palate, but you can definitely screw up what could be a decent beer by drinking the wrong one before it. Agreed. Um, you know, it's so. I think the rule of thumb is always lighter to darker. Um, but you know, with some of those crazy IPAs that are really high hop, uh, you know, with IBUs through the roof that the palate can't comprehend, it can blow things out of the. It can uh, blow the palate out. Yeah. So. Uh, Justin, what is the name of the Russian Imperial Stout again? It's the Overboard Russian Imperial Stout. It's at 8.5%, and the flavor text is a deep, dark Russian Imperial Stout with big roast and smooth chocolate finish. Well, it poured out, you know, black as night and had that nice dark tan head on top of it that was, uh, you know, looks almost like motor oil. Gotta be honest, it looks like motor oil. Yeah, <laughs> just not as viscous. That's right. Though, some of the beers we've had have, have been as viscous, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> it's de- I mean uh I certainly roasty aroma with a hint of alcohol. Yeah, I took a deep whiff of this. Uh, today we have them in rocks glasses, which I think is a pretty fair vessel. You know, we got it keeps the uh aroma in there. Let's things breathe. It's just kind of like a short pint glass. Yeah, I have a I have a handled uh um, mason jar looking thing with a uh, the date of uh, Mark's wedding on it, which I'm 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 proud That's to be not using. That's from my wedding. It's not. No, it says eight eighteen two thousand twelve, which is not your wedding, is it? No. What is eight eighteen two thousand twelve? That is my wedding, but yeah. that's not from my wedding. Oh, okay, but it's it's in memory of your wedding. 
Yes, that was given to us by uh, Mike and Bree. Okay, all right. For Christmas. It might not have been at the wedding. I apologize. It is not a wedding favor, though it looks like it. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure you got similar ones. I think I got Yeah, I totally did. Yeah, I have G ones. Yeah. Do you have H ones? Somewhere. Sorry. That's it. We now, as Mike and Bree have finally decided to tie the knot, we now know what we are all getting them. Mason jars? With cues on them. Giant cues. Giant cues. Actually, we should tra- probably just have like the, the name spelled around in circles. Around. It would only have to be spelled like three times. <laughs> um, what, Mark, what's your thoughts so far on this? Uh, it's a good Russian Imperial Stout. I like it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Russian Imperial Stout. You drink it, I could identify immediately. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. It's, it definitely comes through with all the flavor text. It's deep, it's dark. It has a big roast and a very good, smooth chocolate finish. Yeah, and I mean, going back to, like, roastiness, right? Uh, this has, like, more of a sharper roastiness. I get, like, I get the roast in the beginning of the taste instead of towards the end of it. Agreed. And I find that much more enjoyable than the reverse, uh, like the porter, which I didn't care for quite so much. So you, you're saying you want the roastiness up front? Yes. Yeah, that makes. I I much yeah. more enjoy it when it's like the initial taste and then it goes away, rather than having it linger there on the back of my palate after I've taken the sip. Well, the thing to me is that, um, you know, and you get this with a lot of the Russian imperial stouts, is the, that almost liquor-like consistency, right? That you get, um, which, admittedly, sometimes, which I think just speaks to me when i'm drinking it sometimes it's off-putting and sometimes i enjoy it but um in this case i like it you know it makes that nice smooth it gives it that smoothness that i'm looking for but the roastiness is there it's got um a full body flavor and i think this one's really well done i I think they did a great job with this i don't know if this is their first attempt at a russian but they did they did a really good job with it yeah, it, um, you definitely get the... I feel like when you get anything that's imperial, like you should definitely get the... Uh, you should taste the alcohol. Like That's part of part of what you're buying into when you get something that's a, you know, an imperial anything. Right. Whether it's a double IPA or you know, an imperial IPA, basically the same thing. Right. <laughs> like your wife last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. It says IIPA. <laughs> what does that mean? And I said double IPA, and she goes, oh, that's more of what I don't like. Which is <laughs> which is not necessarily true, but yeah, I hear what she's saying. Right. It's, you know, it's, it was still pretty funny, though. Oh, yeah. like, why is it... What is IIPA? <laughs> it, it's an IPA with a stutter. Leave it alone, okay? Stop judging it. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, Whenever you're going to get anything that is eight and a half or nine and a half percent alcohol, if, if anybody drinks that and goes, "Oh, I taste too much of the alcohol," all right, well, then d- don't get something yeah. that's ten percent alcohol. You like, made the you... wrong choice, right? I mean, yeah. it's, that's all you. That's like telling me that you, you know, you ordered scotch and it tastes like scotch, and I don't like it. It's like, well, then why the fuck did you order it? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, you're, get, you're going to get a harsher, a harsher yeah. flavored version of a stout, no matter how you yeah. slice it. If you just want a bunch of booze that doesn't taste like booze, go drink Long Island iced teas and then end up on the floor later. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or or an apple teeny or something. <laughs> Uh, um, Justin, why don't you get us started with a rating on this guy? I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a solid bomber. Um, I would go growler, but because of the aforementioned eight and a half percent, I'm gonna gonna stick to a bomber. But I think that this is something that if I ha- was having a long weekend, especially in the winter, and I was home, I probably would pick up a a, a big sixty four ounce growler of this and uh, kind of take care of it over the weekend. 
drink it on Friday and sleep it off the rest of the weekend. Kind of thing, or? <laughs> no, He's well, going to yes. hibernate now. He's going to drink it and send him into hibernation. I am, I am a man of excess for the most part, but no, I was actually going to attempt to moderately drink this all the way through until Sunday. But uh, who knows that if I'd have That sounds pretty good now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. What, what did you do this weekend? Well, I got tanked on Friday night and then slept till Sunday afternoon and drove home. <laughs> and I feel really well rested. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh. Best life choice. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go bomber for me. I'm gonna stick with the pint just because it is a Russian Imperial Stout. I enjoy it, but you know, for me, it's gonna be like, for me, I would reach to this for when I'm like, I've had kind of a rough day. I want something with a, a little bit of strength to it, and I'm gonna drink it to help myself relax, and then I'm gonna go to bed because I'm an old man. <laughs> This would definitely be a uh, the last drink before. If I was drinking this during the week, it would definitely be one. Because two, the next day would be worse than the day before. Then I'd have to drink three, and we see the vicious cycle. It's like when you when you have a mouse problem and you get a cat, and you have a cat problem and you get a dog and you get a tiger, and then all of a sudden you're Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and everything's poisonous and yeah, trying to kill you. Exactly. And then you have rabbits you can't kill. You have was- hunting magazines where people have you know are holding up cats like it's a trophy. <laughs> That's a real thing, people. You need to look that wasn't up. That, wasn't that a Simpsons episode where they get like, and what about the snakes? Well, that's the best part about the snakes. This is, when it gets to winter, the snakes will die off. Right. <laughs> yes, that was it. Um, for me, it's going to be a, again, not to speak of the quality. I think the quality is really good, but just for the strength of it, it's going to be pint for volume. Um, I like it, and I agree with Mark. It's the, uh, I came home from a really crappy day at work and just want one to relax. This would be a great choice. Yeah, that's why uh, Spider Bites four pack of Boris the Spider. That's why it's nice to have one of those around. We're like, I've had a rough day. I'm gonna open up one of yeah. these and you yeah. know unwind. Yeah, some people pour out you know you know some some spirits. Some people you know want to have a couple glasses of wine. I think just one of these will put you in the right spot. Right, and I think that the same thing could be said for the uh, for the um, cold north wind, whether it's the standard version or the uh, the brandy version we got. That definitely would oh, be yeah. a... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's that, the That the would serve camper. the same pur- purpose. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but um, I think the fruit I think the uh, the fruit flavor of it makes me want to keep the cold north wind for a special occasion and make it feel like a more a happier time. <laughs> 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 oh, I see. Also, you know, it's a, it's a Russian imperial stout, so you just think dark days and like right. you know famine, winter and that never winter and... that never ends, and gulags, and you know I don't State want anything controlled to... media. Yeah, exactly. You know, but um, nah, I I think all the um, I'm in. I don't want to say impressed because I would say that not to say that I'm I expect something different from them, but just with how big a contrast these beers are from the beers we had last time from them, like their summertime beers, I think is really impressive because they've shown that they can do very opposite styles. Yeah, it's um, I, I when I think of uh, of the brewery, I think of the, the styles that we had last time, which, I mean, it's no secret that I'm more of a fan of the darker beers and, and uh, stranger stuff. So for some, for me, the Party Boat IPA, the beach beer, they're not bad beers, but they're not something that I go I gravitate towards. Right. And when I went in and looked at the board to pick these up, I was pumped. I'm like the almost everything on this board right now is something that I I want to have, um, all the time. I'm a weird guy. I'll drink a Russian Imperial Stout in July. Right. That's you know I would too. 
Yeah, I know, but you think that I think that it, it's important when you're in a business to be catering to the, the audience you have and everything. So it's not a knock against them, like you said. No, it not shows at all. it shows their variety and it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And yeah. It gives you a reason to travel to Port Jeff in the winter, even if it's not just to have some of the yeah. best noodles and buns <laughs> on the face of the earth. Yeah, I will say that that it's a town that while it doesn't shut down in the winter time, it's not that seasonal. It definitely gets a lot less crowded in the winter time, so you can go to most of the places. And they're still open during the winter and not have to deal with the hordes of high schoolers wandering around being D-bags. Right. And now we have our, uh, our friends that we also visited on the same day up in Port Jeff Station, you know, five minutes away. Um, po' boy. Right. They're, uh, they're right up the road at the... Uh, Right by the right before the train track, just south of the train tracks. Yeah, I mean we're we're definitely gonna get them on a on a future episode. But while we were there, we had some really interesting we, stuff. We just need to wait for Bobby to catch up with production so that we can actually get Growlers filled to take them home which, with us. Which is re- which is really cool. I'm glad that he's that seems like a good problem to have. Yeah, I'm glad that <laughs> glad that he's moving through beer and that um you know he's precluded from doing Growler fills because that means he's he's selling beer, I mean, which is good. Yeah, worst case scenario, uh, we're just gonna have to show up one day with all the equipment and just like grab a table. <laughs> In the in the back room there, I'd be like, "All right, give us tastings of these beers, and we'll just do do the episode off the tastings there." Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, for I'd going be okay there, with doing that that sounds like a good time. Absolutely, because I mean, you guys have been there twice, and I haven't gotten a chance to join you either time. No, so I, I want to go join them. That was my first time there yesterday. Oh, um, I know my wife has been there, and Justin, you've been there. More yeah, once. yeah, I'm the, I'm the only one that's been there twice. All I right. went for the opening; everything was great there. And when we went this time, they had pretty much all new selections, including their Chipotle Alligator. Which um, I'm a big fan of Barrier Hopburn and Love, and it's pretty honestly yeah, that no, that like beer that is pretty much just a chili beer. Like you taste mm-hmm. chili, you don't get much of anything else. Right. This and I, in a good way. This was relatively similar to that in the the best way. Like I can't right. decide which one I like more. And then uh, which what was the the Irish stout you had? Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it was an Irish stout that was blended with coffee and aged on oak whiskey. That sounds or whiskey incredible. Oak. Whiskey I oak. Kind of have a half stack. Not just thinking whiskey. about that. Yeah, that was it. Was I had um um we had both Mark and I had a pint of that after he had his tasting, and it was that was also incredible. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm insanely jealous of that. That sounds that sounds really good. So I think we might have to uh, pack up the equipment and head up there soon. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. All right, everybody. Uh, being that we're now we've now circled around and have started revisiting breweries. Uh, you know we are centered locally but if you're listening and there's a local brewery near you that you want us to you know drink some beers and talk about get in touch with us send us an email hit us up on the social meds you know we'll trade you something you know and or you know even if you just want to send it in like uh our, your friend out there in california kevin yeah um that was matt that was matt out yeah, in california matt. had uh i got a chance to see him over thanksgiving break and he brought us a bunch of stuff from california uh from california so that was our hermitage episode. Yep. And um I thought that stuff was fantastic. I love the Maltopia that that, that was from there. Mm. Um yeah, get in touch with us. We want to keep trying new stuff and I know that if you're out there and you're listening, you want to try good beer too. So please let us know. And uh I think it might be time also to start uh journeying out a little bit more. Maybe we got to start breaking into the city be- city breweries. Um, I know there's Captain Lawrence isn't far away and Two Roads isn't too far away, so you might have to start uh, expanding the horizon a little bit, but yeah, we to will, get but fre- to get them fresh, that's the problem. To get them fresh, that's the problem. We want to try it as fresh as we can and not just get the uh, the beers from the distributor. We want to try it as fresh as possible. I'd like to buy an old Dotson 
and make it the be- the beer tasting voyage thing. It's just yeah. the crappiest car possible. <laughs> oh, God. And just drive around like with just smoke billowing out. <laughs> and at then, that point, it might as well just be an AMC Gremlin. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think those are my hopes and dreams. I'm just saying. Okay. I'd much prefer a VW minibus. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> Microbus with the two rakes and shovels and other implements of destruction. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just uh, check out uh, Allison's, Allison's restaurant. Then you'll understand where I'm going with that. But if we're getting to the point where I'm quoting uh, a Guthrie, then it's time to go. I agree. Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage. And Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.